Hi, and welcome to Rate That Album, the back and forth podcast review with myself, Paul Muadib, who apparently has a speech impediment, and my good, wonderful, fantastic, amazing buddy who puts up with my shit, Joe Fremming. Joe, how are you doing, sir? Paul, I'm doing great because I got the red, white, and blue running through my veins. Uh, you are American made, sir. God damn right I am. God damn right you are. You're pulling your stuff on your wrestling by your wrestling bootstraps. I didn't even know wrestling boots had straps, Paul. Uh they they can. They can, yeah. They got laces. I mean uh, Um Boy Joe, I you know, I gotta admit, we we put ourselves in the shitter on this one, didn't we? Well, you uh, put us in the shit. I didn't. You know, you, you I, know, didn't wanna, I didn't want to talk about wrestling again. I don't give a shit about wrestling. You know, you're Joe, the one who put us in. You, know, you know what, Joe? I have to say, no, you did because uh, you have your will of shit, and this just let off of that. Um, this wasn't on my wheel of shit. This is all uh, you, buddy. <laughs> well, you, you know. No, we're here because of you. I'm blaming you. You did this to us, really. Again, the wheel of shit. I mean, we had to do Rolling Stones, and where do you go from the Rolling Stones' worst album, but Hulk Hogan's worst and only album? Uh, that's right. We are doing Hulk Rules, uh, Hulk Hogan's and the Wrestling Bootstrap Band. Um, Joe, <laughs> let's... Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> It'd be better if we were doing a Ric Flair album, honestly, Paul. Like, uh, because people like Ric Flair. I like Ric Flair. I assume you like Ric Flair. You know who I don't like? I don't like Hulk Hogan. You know who else doesn't like Hulk Hogan, Paul? Ric Flair? Almost everybody who's ever had to deal with Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah, so, Joe, woo, Fremming, <laughs> we're digging into Terry Beloa, baby, oh. we're going to Space Mountain. <laughs> oh, sushi. <laughs> sushi, Joe, let's talk, we always talk about this, how did you become familiar with Hulk Hogan? Uh, obviously, you know, I was born in 81, so in the 80s. Uh, my memory is like Saturday mornings. It was either repeats or whatever. It was WWF or AWA, I believe. In Minnesota, we had AWA, Vern mm -hmm. Gagne's. And I think, you know, probably that was a little bit before our time, I think. Paul, you're the wrestling actor. I just remember watching wrestling and Hulk Hogan was becoming the big name. Okay. <sighs> I mean, so, I saw him, I mean, I remember seeing him, and this was back when it was like, you know, you weren't getting top tier versus top tier on the Saturday morning shows. Uh, you were getting uh, what they call generic wrestlers yes. <laughs> fighting the superstars. And, like, it was never a surprise. It was like a Carlin Globetrotters game. Uh, I don't remember if I ever saw a generic wrestler win. It probably happened. Otherwise, it'd be pretty boring, I'd imagine. <laughs> so I grew up in a household where my dad loved wrestling. Okay. Um, 
Um, so we, my dad grew up on wrestling a little bit. So like, yeah, you'd have the Saturday morning cartoons and then, and then Saturdays, because there wasn't really football and things like that. Like once it hit in the eighties, uh, once it hit, um, about 10, about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, things would flip over and, you know, it would be a lot of like the, as you talked about, we had the, I believe it was the NWA here. Um, cause AWA, in, American yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. The AWA. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Ver, yeah. And, um, it was the pits. It was just sh- absolute shit. Um, Cause yeah, it was just a bunch of no namers. It was a lot of jobbing. There wasn't a whole lot there. Um, and because what was happening was there was two, um, main, uh, so you had the WWWF and then you had, uh, what I think it was the NWA. Those were the two big ones because the NWA was the, when, when, Ted Turner um, bought the NWA. That was like it. That was like, now it's done. Um, and I believe Ted Turner was, before it was WCW, it was something else. And I honestly can't remember what that was. Because uh, that's that's back before your are my time even. Yeah, because the r- wrestling was broke up, uh, up into regions. And, and uh, we were, honestly, in Minnesota, we were pretty lucky. We had like a lot of great wrestlers come. We had the Gagnes, uh, Ric Flair, uh, Mr. Perfect, the Hennigs. Yeah. Yeah. We were pretty spoiled. And I just, I don't know what I watched as a kid was AWA. I'm pretty sure it was WWF by then, by the time I was more cognizant of actually watching it. Um, but, but yeah. you know, but it, when it's WWF, that is when Hulk Hogan is running wild on you, brother. And he was the hero. He was the baby face. He was the good guy. You eat your vitamins and say your prayers, brother. Um, yeah. It, so you're exactly right. So what happened was Hogan um, was with the uh, was with the AWA. Well, he was with WWF. Well, then he goes to AWA. Then he goes back to WWF. He left. He leaves WWF to do Rocky Three. Well, and uh, Vince McMahon Senior fired him. Correct. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because why am Terry, I taking the lead on this wrestling shit, Paul? Well, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. No. Here's here's the interesting thing. Here's why you're doing it because you know the er, actually what's crazy is you know the earlier like I know about the time that Vince Senior dropped out that's where my wrestling knowledge comes to the yeah, because junior bought vince mcmahon junior yes it, but bought him you know, out. so awa i just know it just because yep. that's minnesota exactly they gave us the you know a lot of you know i mean you and i grew up in an area in st cloud central minnesota where there you you could probably throw a rock and hit a professional wrestler oh hell yeah <laughs> I mean, they were just everywhere. Joe, you and I, and I'm not calling anybody out, we went to school with people that had a backyard wrestling thing going on. Yeah. It was huge up here. uh, What's it? I think one of the, like, one of them owned, like, a restaurant. 
yep. nearby? Was it George the Animal Steel? Or yeah, was it George. George well, Animal Steel, yeah. George Animal Steel, old. And then, again, you and I, I think, both worked at Target. We'd see Sergeant Slaughter all the time. Well, I worked at the mall. I didn't. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah, at the mall. But Slaughter was, uh, yeah. I probably didn't. I probably saw him. I just didn't realize it was him. Because, you know, there's a lot. Central Minnesota, there's just roly-poly guys left and right. So, (laughs) and by the time I'm seeing Sergeant Slaughter, he's not the built guy from the 80s. It's the the 90s, 2000s. He's, you know, he's a big fat guy at that point. He he was, and it was so funny. He'd come in and like he would know the people that like would recognize him because he'd kind of like smirk and like, and he would walk around sometimes like with that hat, like the the Sergeant Slaughter hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my our our buddy Dan. He he was telling me about how he because I randomly brought up Mister Perfect. <laughs> yes, like. His buddy had a cabin, and like the people up the road was the Hennigs. He got to ride in a pontoon with a uh, Kurt Henning and his dad. Oh wow! <laughs> his dad oh. was a wrestler too. I forget uh, the old man Henning, but he's like the old school seventies, sixties, seventies wrestler. Uh. We're not here to talk about Central Minnesota's long rich history with wrestling, Paul. We're here to talk about Hulk Hogan, who was. Uh, Let's just face it, he's a real son of a bitch. He is. He is. So let's let, let's talk about this because um you're you're right. So really where where most people know Hulk, and this is where it's gonna come from, is when he came back in about 1984. Um and he there okay, so first of all, everyone talks about like Hulk was pushes this big whatever. Right away from the start, um, Hulk Hogan was having problems because the name Hulk. So now there was a lawsuit between Titan Sports, Marvel Comics himself, and Marvel actually um, owned um, the trademarks Hulk Hogan, Hulkster, Hulkamania, and Titan Sports agreed to no longer refer to him as the Incredible Hogan because that's what he was going as. Um, or just the Hulk, like, like no one just called him Hulk. If you notice, it was the Hulkster, Hulk Hogan, Hulkamania. They couldn't just say, you know, Hulk, if you notice that a lot of people forget that, but like, if you ever want to go back and pay attention to that. Yep. So we just didn't go by Thunderlips as character's name from Rocky three or did Stallone own that? I'm sure Stallone owned that. I mean, Stallone owns everything. Um, you, uh, you know, you got, you, you had all that. And then, you know, so he came back and he was being pushed as this big, which is crazy because if you look at him now, he wouldn't be that big of a deal in the wrestling world. But back then he, he was, um, well, it's, be- it was becoming more cartoonish character driven. Mm-hmm. If you, you you can you can order you can watch it wherever I think even like uh, I forget which took over the WWE app but you can watch those old because Vince owns all that so you can watch the old AWA and those like seventies matches you know it's pretty much just grappling it was a more you know it's not what comes in the eighties is the bright colors and. Uh, <laughs> racist caricatures and 
just it was just becoming more entertainment driven than the actual art of wrestling. Yes, you and got Hogan. Yeah, I don't know why Hogan becomes this <laughs> this like symbol of good guyism. I'm guessing is I don't know. I don't know why he became so famous, Paul. He does not break. I mean, there's so many other wrestlers that brought more to the table. There was. There was. So, um. Fuck, even Roddy Piper, man. He could actually <sighs> be in movies. Roddy Piper was fucking amazing. You know, so. Getting what a lot of this comes from <clears throat> is really is Vince McMahon. Because Vince McMahon has been like just a stranglehold ever since he got a hold of it. And there's been stories over the years about how eccentric and how weird Vince McMahon is. And he um, he would just get these ideas on wrestlers and ones that should have gotten pushes and ones that didn't. A lot of people don't realize this. Roddy Piper never won a belt. Never held a championship belt, and yet he was so famous, he never did it. Um, uh, Macho Man almost didn't. Um, so in the 80s, Hulkamania was everywhere, and I really a lot of it had to do with, as you said, the cartoon because what was happening behind the scenes was Reagan's America. Um, and which seems weird because wrestling has always been kind of predominantly like Republican and conservative and right wing. But remember, we had the um, the 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 Tipper Gore, uh, that that whole deal with the um, uh, the lyrics. And there was a lot of push because now cable and more TV and it's ruining. And you had this violence. You had these Violent people on television and kids were getting in the fights in schools and people were threatening to sue. And so it started to move to cartoony to make it more palatable to American families in the 80s. That's why it moved to that more cartoony thing. And I think it's weird, though, because these guys are cutting themselves up pretty bad. Like, all right. All right. They were like starting to push the blood a lot. I mean, I mean, do you remember seeing the Macho Man uh, Steamboat <laughs> match? Yes, yes, yes. Like yes, or, yes. Uh, Ric Flair Steamboat. Like, holy shit! Like <laughs> that was that was like, if anything, I think it got more violent. Well, and and that's the interesting thing because. They started to kind of push the lines, but that's because it was almost like a cartoon. You have the cartoon show. You're pushing these things there. It did get violent, but if you notice too, a lot of like the what what it was called blading and breaking open and things like that, um, did not happen on the TV. It happened on the pay per views, because now you're paying money and you expect more, and. Um, you know, so that's where the, all that was coming from. Well, Ric Flair was still. Bur- cutting himself open on those Saturday afternoon matches, man. But like, Ric Flair was not in the WWF at the time. He didn't come to the WWF well, for a while. I was seeing that, and I was seeing people bleeding in the Saturday afternoon stuff, man. I was like, and I, I my family did not have pay-per-view money. Pay-per-view back then was an insane amount of money. Well, and and again, that may have been like the, the, the AWA and the things here. Um but I'm just saying with with the WWF, 
that was not happening. Right. So, um, anyways, we're, God, we're already long, long, fucking long here. I'm not um, arguing it, it did happen. I did see people yeah. in WWF no, I, I, cutting themselves open. Paul. Okay. Well, there was, but I, I think that came later in the late 80s, early 90s, when you started to get to the pre-attitude era. In the areas where you and I were growing up, it wasn't that big of a deal, except the pay-per-views, and then it started to kind of open up. But regardless, point is, Hulk Hogan was fucking everywhere. And he was winning all of his matches, and you, he was all these things. And basically, take your vitamins, say your prayers. He was revered as this American hero. It was a Saturday morning cartoon show, Paul. Yes. Absolutely. Hulk Hogan's Hulk rocking and wrestling. Fuck yeah, he was. Um, and um, uh, I, um, there was all this. Well, behind the scenes, Hulk Hogan's a fuck. <laughs> so, and we're not going to find that out, Joe. And I think a lot of people know Hogan. And then, you know, he went to the WCW Made I mean, you got to give him credit. Wrestling became infamous again in 1996 when he joined the NWO and they started to blur the lines between kayfabe, which is what a wrestling term for what is the fake stuff and reality. And he was really instrumental in like this whole bringing about the revival. I mean, two times give credit. Hogan is credit is due two times. He brought back wrestling from the doldrums. So in the wrestling world, he will always be revered as a God. However, however, Joe scandal hits sushi. My friend, you tell the sushi story. Well, I mean, lots of scandals hit the steroids first. We'll get to that. Yep. We'll get, but that's way before. Cause that happens before. Like, so the Gawker thing, Yep. This just really rubs me the wrong way, but yeah, but Gawker was a a gossipy blog site. Did some good articles. I'm not going to throw them completely under the bus, but they uh, they published a sex tape of Paul, Hulk Hogan having sex with his friend's wife, Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Uh, the tape is stolen out of. Mr. Sponge's office. <laughs> and it makes its way on the internet. And it, most places aren't going to publish it because after the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson sex tape, the, the legal repercussions uh, in civil suits are going to just go through the roof. You got to get permission at this point. Gawker decides they don't need permission. And they, <laughs> they air Hogan's sex suit uh gawker also made a villain out of somebody named peter teal now do you know who peter teal is paul that i don't know i don't know who peter teal is peter nope. teal was a silicon valley conservative he was a closeted gay man and i believe gawker outs him he's a private citizen gawker was also famous for doing this shit this is at least how i remember this all going down peter teal has billions of dollars uh, so he hitches his money to Hulk Hogan's lawsuit against Gawker. He wants revenge. He wants to bankrupt and destroy Gawker. And with Hogan's lawsuit, he does. The First Amendment implications in this was pretty 
what Gawker did was beyond the pale. They shouldn't have done it. They did so many weird and wrong-headed things. Like, they were infamous for outing uh, conservative gay men. Okay. Uh, they were just doing that, and they're like, well, you know, they're they're contributing to, like, these political action committees. Like, it doesn't matter their ideology and what they're doing. They're still private citizens. That's where First Amendment comes in with, uh, you can't do that to private citizens. Journalists can't do that. It's it's just <laughs> yep. It's, nope. Uh, nope. You can't. Yeah. No, you can't do yeah. that. Nope. Public persons are a little more difficult. Uh, New York Times where Sullivan made that, where you're a public person, you're more, uh, you know, you're more susceptible to what's in the news and considered newsworthy. But they so with that, you're like if you're a public considered a public person, it's like it, intentional malice comes into play. So you have all these things going on. What happens is they bankrupt Gawker, put them out, and it creates this precedent where billionaires now could just sue news organizations out of existence. And that's what Hogan's sex tape brings to the table of today's journalism. It rubs me the wrong way. Gawker, I don't agree with what they did. Uh, They fucked up. They fucked and then up. They kept again. doubling down. They were like <laughs> during the Hogan trial, they kept pulling this shit, shit like this. I'm like, I just remember following some of the, the bloggers on Twitter, and they'd be like, "Well, we got, we should be able to report everything and anything we want without any repercussions." I'm like, "That's not how this works. <laughs> it's not." Yep. So that's like a. The Hogan thing really with that is just like it opened the doors for, say, a Donald Trump who doesn't like reporters could just bankrupt a news organization just for bringing them to court in general and just prolonging it. So, yeah, I'm not a. And then I've never seen the sex tape. I know you did. Fuck you. I I know. Don't you message me. You're like, yeah, thank God it's only 30 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not watching that. <laughs> the last thing I need to see is a 60-year-old Hulk Hogan grunting on top of a poor God damn it. No. 30-year-old woman. I'll be honest. No, I never did. I, I, I've i never. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'll be. What was okay. that message about then, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I got, I got I the receipts, got, Paul. Yeah, no, I, okay, first of all. I do got to tell you this story because it's it's hilarious when you and I were talking that night because I was I was I was confused about the whole sushi thing, honestly, because I didn't know that whole story. And so you and I are messaging each other at like one or two in the morning and and I fucking look this up and I find a tweet and the tweet says, when Hulk Hogan talked about eating so much sushi that he feels too fat the fuck during the sex tape, I was like, yeah, brother, I've been there. <laughs> I am dying at 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> and, and, then, and then I'm t- texting this thing out to you. I woke up my house. <laughs> At one thirty in the morning, fucking laughing so hard, dude. <laughs> we 
We have all been there, Paul. God, and you are talking about the fact that you're like, like I didn't know strip clubs serve food, let alone buffets. And you're telling me, oh yeah, Hulk Hogan's at the strip strip club eating strip club sushi. I'm fucking dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't eat the food at a strip club. Paul. Like you're really like strip clubs it. don't have. You're, you told me like strip clubs don't have food. I did. And then I, I sent like, you no, the, the menu of the, of the, the gentleman's <laughs> club in Fargo here. And I'm dying. I am like wheezing. that man's brother. <laughs> going. How bad are you when you have to order mozzi strip, uh, mozzi sticks during the lap dance? You're telling the stripper, "Watch out for the marinara sauce. Don't knock that shit over." I mean, come on, priorities, people. Eat before you go. Um, so that tells you, first of all, no, I've never seen a sex tape, and how often I go to fucking strip clubs because I didn't know they serve food. Yeah, I don't. But that's I don't know, like, if the whole thing is. So it's a thirty-minute video. Uh, Gawker published two minutes of it, uh, including ten cent, ten seconds of explicit content, I, and I which think is I, just like that's just. I, yeah, I think. Why I would you do that? Why would you put your? You don't own the video. That's the problem. That's the right there. You don't own the video. That was what the whole thing was about, wasn't it? They were just doing it to embarrass him. Yep. And that's and I think that's the same video where he starts dropping the end bomb. Uh, I think that came out in during the trial, maybe. It came out. I got I see now. This is where the confusion comes in because I think this is a Mandela effect. People seem to remember it happening on that video. I, different video. I remember there was a separate video where yeah, he was talking with some people about his daughter and how he didn't want them dating um, black men. And it was a whole separate deal. Now, I can't remember which one is which because, again, we, yeah, I we, think it was a separate video, but it was I another it was. video leak, I think. Uh, yeah, that was just another video leak. Oh, God. His, then it comes to his family, too. Holy shit, Paul. <laughs> his kid, his son killed a guy. His son killed a guy. Yeah. 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 Um, Kogan, they were, did you ever watch the reality show that they had? No. I forget what it was called, like, hanging out with the Hogans or whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, Hogan knows, <laughs> and, no, like, Hogan it was knows like best, a giant wasn't it? Push. It, was, it felt like it was just a giant push for her singing career. Uh, for Brooke? Yeah. Yeah, she's just not a singer, man. She ain't a singer, brother. No, 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 no. It was um, no. And, you know, I remember um, that um, I I, so shortly after, like, like, like the divorce and shit. Right. Um, There was all this shit going on. And he spirals out of control pretty fast. It, it went really, really hard. It went really, really fast. And what happened was um, that they, um, his, like, it was all scripted. And I remember reading an interview during the, uh, during the divorce or like everything about how, cause they're trying to use things from the show during his divorce with his wife. And they had to bring in people and his wife was like, they would tell us to fight. It's not real. 
like they would tell me this is what you're going to say to him and you're going to scream and they actually like showed a clip for like evidence of her like screaming blah 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 and someone yelling cut and her turning and going is that what you needed like like or do we have to do it again like this is what people don't understand about reality shows um so yeah yep um so yeah, this yeah, is yeah, really Hogan was part, like just to sum it up. He was part of a so Peter Thiel. Uh, he was paying money for all these lawsuits against Gawker, including Hogan's. Uh, he said uh, his financial support of Hogan's case was one of my greater philanthropic <laughs> things that I've ever done, <laughs> which is uh, just chilling. Again, it's you know. Gawker is just fuck, man. They Gawker fucked, was fucked. They, they, they fucked, fucked up. fucked it up for a lot of people, I think. But the important thing about this whole Gawker thing is what opened the whole thing. Because people in the industry for a long time despised Hulk Hogan. But he was untouchable. Much, and I hate to say it because it's not quite, I mean, it's not in the same level but it's a similar situation um, take into effect like Cosby and, and, and some other people that they were and like the Weinsteins, they were untouchable until they fuck up and then everything opens up. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, yeah, the Gawker thing didn't help, but then it was like, we we're saying that other video where he drops the N word, then the floodgates open and peep wrestlers are starting to be like, okay, we can finally talk about how much of a fucking asshole this guy is. Because it was right at when he when that N word video dropped, he was pulled from the WWE Hall of Fame. He was uh, pulled from everything. Like there was no mention of Hulk Hogan for a long time for WWE. And then you start seeing the woodwork coming out of these wrestlers, like popular ones: Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Big names are just like, yeah, I don't like that guy. There's been guys around longer saying how much they hated them but they're always usually like you know they were coming back to wwe yes so along with all these people that hated him came across all these lies that people were afraid to push out um and this is what i wanted to get to so one of the things is the list of lies that hulk hogan has told over the years because it's gotten pretty incredible and there is a gentleman called alan Cheapshot. i'm going to give him a shout out that back on twitter he posted a bunch of things um and i'm just gonna go through some of them according to hulk hogan the wrestling director darren aronofsky offered him the lead role three times for the movie the wrestler hulk hogan claims he turned it down because he didn't deserve it Darren categorically denies the fact that Hogan was ever even considered for the role. Um, he claims that uh, he was in high school. He was an all-state pitcher who was scouted by both the New York Yankees and the Cincinnati Reds, but an injury prevented him from signing with the team. If that sounds familiar, because that's fucking macho man, Randy Savage, Savage's story very, very closely. Uh, there's another wrestler where Hulk Hogan said, I was the first one to notice this wrestler's potential. Well, I hate to brag about it, but I was the first one to point the finger at him when this guy had worked for over a decade in the industry. Um, 
Starring in both Mr. Nanny and Santa with muscles, Hogan claims that he rewrote both scripts entirely, only to have his writing credits stolen by the Writers Guild. Uh, He claims that he used to be a a pride fighter in the 70s. Problem is, Pride Fighting Championships was founded in 1997. Um, He claimed that he was the first person to uh, uh, body slam Andre the Giant, and that Andre the Giant died a few days after that slam. Um, <laughs> John Belushi, who died in 1982, apparently partied with Hulk Hogan after WrestleMania 2, which was in 1986. Uh, <laughs> Did you know that uh, Lars Ulrich wanted him to play bass for Metallica? That's another one of his lies. Yes, it is. It is. It's absolutely one of his lies that yes, Metall- that Lars wanted him to do that. He almost he tried to ruin Undertaker's career during a push, and this is something that will come up where um, uh, there was a um, a early early in Undertaker's career, Hogan was upset because he wanted to use his creative control to win against Taker, and they were like, "No, you can't," and um. He claimed that Undertaker destroyed his neck in this move. And when you go back on the video, you'll see that actually Hogan was nowhere near the chair, never hit the ground, anything. But for a good, like, three, four months, he was running around with, like, a neck brace saying that Undertaker fucking destroyed his neck because he didn't want his push. Um, pointed it out and he said the way i i slammed you there's no way it would hurt your neck he's like no you squeezed my head too hard yeah and that and that and yeah that's yes exactly joe yep he'd lie and was like you squeezed my head too hard like that's how you hurt me it wasn't it wasn't dropping and um he um hulk hogan claimed that he was asked to join the ufc um back in back when it first started wasn't true um and uh, you should know this one too. Mike Tyson's talked about this. Um, so, uh, Hogan was supposed to have a pay-per-view bout with Mike Tyson, but um, Hogan said that Tyson was too scared to do it. The truth was WWF offered Tyson way more money than WCW could at the time. Um, uh, Hogan claims that he was supposed to get the endorsement for the George Foreman girl, not George Foreman. But he didn't get the offer because he was out picking up the kids from school. Could you imagine your dad being that petty and like making a lie about that and saying, you're the reason why I didn't get the fucking George Foreman grill? Um, He said that he used to wrestle 400 days in one year. Um, there's a just throughout. Well, that's because he was flying from Japan and back, Paul. I didn't... Yeah, that, yep, yep, yep. That's exactly <laughs> he what it was. This weird math in his head that doesn't work. Yeah, he said because he travels so frequently between the United States and Japan that the time difference made the 400 days of possible. Are we talking the Marvin Barnes here? Are we in a fucking time machine? <laughs> Um, this is some oh, Donnie Darko level physics that I can't. <laughs> <laughs> There's things I don't understand what's going on in the world. Um, so, um, in Hulk Hogan's autobiography, he claimed that Elvis Presley was a huge fan of Hogan um, before he joined the WWF. Uh, however, Elvis died in 1977. Um, Hogan uh, claims that he. Um, when offered and turned down a Legends match in WrestleMania 22, this will be him and Greg Valentine 
Nobody wanted that. Uh, if people forget he ran for president, um, people forget Hogan did that. Um, Leno asked Hogan about his platform, the flat tax brother. Uh, Jay explained to him, asked him to explain it to the kids at home. H- Hogan said uh, it's going to be 16 percent. Jay asked how he came up with that. He mumbled something about 16 percent being higher than 15 percent. Um, he claimed that he the reason why he didn't get more roles in Hollywood was because he turned down a gay producer um, when there's a lot of claims between um, him and uh, Vince McMahon uh, throughout the years. That's a that's another thing. There's just a whole bunch. But the big ones are the, the steroids, the steroid scandal. Uh, there was a big lawsuit going on and Hogan was at the Arsenio Hall show. He went on. I believe it was. And he was straight out asked, did you do steroids? No. While this trial is going on. And then he had to go and um, testify. Hold on, Paul. He meant at the moment. Yeah, he meant at the moment. He didn't didn't mean a week ago. He meant like at the moment he wasn't on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. See, their version goes, din, 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 din. (laughs) It's not the same. It's not the same. Well, Needless to say, Hogan, yes, he was blackballed for a while. He's come back. He's gone. There's just so much. Have you read it out, Jesse Ventura? Or, oh, or for the unionizing. Government? Yes. Yeah, Jesse wanted to unionize the wrestlers, something that uh, is not a new topic. And uh, I, have you watched the John Oliver thing on I wrestling? have watched the John yeah, Oliver. Yeah, so it's like this is an idea that I think would probably help because they're basically what c- contract independent contract they are they they are independent yeah a lot of people yeah, don't know so, that they're not employed they are independent contractors so they don't like have health benefits or anything like that yep. and so yeah but v- jesse ventura wanted to unionize and it was like what right before wrestlemania was it wrestlemania 2 yes yes it was right wrestlemania before. 2 and like uh, hogan rats him out and he doesn't find out until the steroids scandal. <laughs> right. He's under deposition. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Vince basically let Jesse Ventura go until Jesse. So he didn't care. Like Ventura is like one of those guys like, fuck, well, I don't give a shit. He goes and does Predator. And then they pretty much have to ask him back because now yep. he's a big name. Now he's a big name because he ain't got time to prove. I, I know that's not a popular opinion amongst a lot of our friends and all that, but. Uh, I, like I do. Him. I do. He's, he's a weird. He's eccentric. He's, he's eccentric. He's eccentric, and I can get behind. Centric. He should never have been governor, but he was. No, <laughs> he's a good. He's a. He's a smart guy. But the point is, is that there have been so many lies over the years with Hulk Hogan um, that there are logical. It feels pathological lies, um, and you guys can just easily just. I mean, there there is just. Google list of Hulk Hogan lies. If you're ever interested in it, it is a fascinating rabbit hole to go down because it's absolutely bizarre. But one of the lies is going to culminate in this album. So according to Hulk Hogan, he um, said that in 1996, he was uh, doing a um, European show uh with the wwf and there was a boy that was supposed to be there from the european version of the make-a-wish foundation and or the european wing of the of the make-a-wish foundation and that when hulk hogan showed up to this show 
His chair was empty, so he knew he was dead. So he contacted his friends and put together this charity album for that family. The problem. Uh, Hulk Hogan was not in the WWF uh, in the summer of 1996. There was no European show. He wasn't even in Europe at that time. He wasn't even in Europe at that time. And there is no mention of anywhere, anywhere of this family, of this kid, or that this is even a charity album. You look it up, it is considered a novel T album. There is nothing linking this album. Yeah, that's probably to the it. grossest lie he's ever told. Is that, that I'm aware of. That I'm aware of. Um that I'm, I'm sure aware of. Books, but yeah. Um like, why would you lie about something like that? Uh again, it's Joe, you look at the list of lies. It's pathological. This guy, I I mean, and it gets to a point where I start to think he believes these things. Like it's become so much that he just believes the believes those things. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, that, but I, I agree with you. I think this is one of the most egregious um, lies because yeah, the, the song Hulkster in heaven um, uh, is, or Hulkamaniac in heaven um, is, Supposedly the song dedicated to this kid. Now, is it possible that Hogan just has the year wrong because there was European shows over there? Possibly. But I have to be honest with you. I've digged and I've seen videos about this album and other people have digged. YouTubers and podcasters that are far more famous than us have dug and dug and dug and no one can tell if this is real or not and no one's ever come forward and been like yeah we got all the proceeds from this particular album so yeah um so we are doing that album <laughs> joe let's start with hulksters in the house baby <laughs> joe what year did this album come out <laughs> 95 and it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a mix of it's a mix of butt rock there's a jimmy buffett style country song on here he raps i don't know what the hell's going on paul hulksters in the house hey, oh <laughs> come on let's go paul i mean i will give him credit he was rapping before macho man randy savage um i've looked all I know the people that are really affiliated with this as a band, as like musicians, um, is Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan. Who's singing? Uh, well, so Jimmy Hart sings on some of it. So my understanding is from what I've been because this is an enigma. This album is an absolute enigma. Um, is that basically Hulk Hogan got together with Jimmy Hart. Now a lot of people know don't know that Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart who was a uh, manager known as a manager as um, in wrestling was the guy that was really writing all of the, th uh, the, the, the theme songs in the eighties that were not commissioned out, um, which we will talk about on this album. Cause yeah, that's because really uh, funny. Hulk really Hogan's funny. infamous song is Rick Derringer. <laughs> yes. And another big song that people forget about 
um, that was big was Robert Dupree doing Girls in Cars for Strike Force. Those were the two big songs that hit radio play from wrestling at the time. Um, but everything else was done with Jimmy Hart and this band that he had that would sit around in a studio and write music. So I really think that that's what this is. It's just Hulk Hogan with Jimmy Hart's band. Um, because when Jimmy Hart left WWF to go to WCW with Hulk Hogan, because Hulk Hogan took a bunch of his buddies with him because, um, they're basically getting to the point where they're you know, Vince McMahon was saying, you guys are too old, blah, blah, blah. There was this weird thing. So they all kind of said, fuck you. We still want to wrestle and WCW. They went and they took a lot of these people with. So yeah, WCW was starting to push the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like you said, leads right into the attitude era. It's hiring. They hire Stone Cold Steve Austin and shit like that. Like, arguably, probably the my favorite era of wrestling is the Attitude Era. Uh, yeah, mine was the NWO. I was a big WCW NWO guy, and then until Vince Russo came in and ruined WCW, and then I went to WWF. But then by that point, too, I was already starting to get out of it. Like, um, I think I really quit watching wrestling. Uh, I watched the final, I was already done watching wrestling by the time the final WCW Nitro came out, but I watched it that night. Um, But basically, like, I quit watching wrestling when I was 19 because I was living in my car at that point. Um, So I quit watching, like, a lot of things um, uh, when I was living out of my car. Yeah, so, like, that's, that's about the time I got out of wrestling. But now, with, like, the age of podcasts and things like that, I find myself going back and listening to, like, a lot of the behind-the-scenes stories from these things, like how these things were being booked and what was going on behind the scenes. And I got to tell you, it is fucking fascinating. There is just some – I mean, it's basically a bunch of fucking carnies, dude, because that's mm. what they were. They are all a bunch of fucking carnies, and they have these crazy – but they're famous carnies, and they're having all these yeah. crazy-ass carny stories, yeah. like fucking Jim Cornette fucking screaming at a fucking – Wendy's lady because back in the fucking 80s or 90s a $60 order from Dairy Queen was unheard of and the ladies thought it was a joke so she wouldn't make their food I mean crazy shit like that (laughs) Um, so but anyway Hulkster's in the room Hulkster's in the room Joe I mean this is on the move I can feel it in my feet we're moving to the beat Paul this is such I mean, the production value on this is trash. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I trash because it's, it's not streaming anywhere. I had to listen to a rip on YouTube. Yep. But I don't yep. Think. Yep. It's not streaming anywhere. Um, I've looked for a long time. There's no reissues. There's no anything. Um, yeah, it's I mean, but even then, even though it's not great. It. It's bad. Chorus. Yeah. Um, Joe, there's not much to say here other than if you mess with the Hulkster, he'll rearrange your teeth. Uh, really, really weird. I mean, really, 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 really weird stuff here. Um, in terms of like the lyrics, like, you know, sick guitars. I love the sick guitar solos on the fucking lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to have a sick guitar solo, Paul. It's, it's just the rule, you know? Um, yeah, I, 
Yeah, I picked a doozy with this one, didn't I? And now we got American made, Paul. Okay. He's red, white, and blue running. The red, white, and blue, baby. Born and raised in the U.S. of I was like listening to this and I was like, how was this not Trump's campaign? First like, of all, how is this not anybody's campaign song for running for office? It's like the most like in your face patriot. It's like you better you better salute that flag, brother, or I'll kick your ass. Because Bruce Springsteen wrote fucking Born in the USA in the 80s and no one knows what that song means. Yeah. First of all, is this not the most Rick Derringer ripoff song of all time? What? <laughs> Because this is this is the WCW thing when Hogan came in. This is what he had to use because WWF owned the uh, well. There's a whole thing there, but Rick Derringer basically got he was working with the WWF to write some songs. Hogan's wasn't the only one. Uh, Rick Derringer was a wrestling fan, just like everyone else that's ever done a deal with Vince McMahon. He got fucked over, took his ball and went home and said, "Fuck you guys," and. Didn't want anything to do with it again. So Jimmy Hart wrote this for his WCW before he went to NWO. And it is like Rick Derringer could sue over this song. <laughs> well, Paul, he's government inspected. He's U.S. grade. You mess with the flag. It's like a slap in his face. He's American made. America. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Coming to tell us of the motherfucker day. Yeah, he's got stars and stripes running through his veins. He's born and raised the American way now. <laughs> I hate you so much, Paul. I know. Make me listen. <laughs> I know. But dude, Hulkster's back. Oh, where he raps? <laughs> oh my god, check out the pump, brother. Wanna nana? What's up, dude? I was born, I was bred, I was country fed. I got a crazy idea running through my head. Yeah. Dude. I know it is quite possibly the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it is really bad. You check out these pythons, baby. Would you look at that? Check out these pythons, baby. The Hulkster is back on the juice. <laughs> God. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if you could tell we had to really pat out this album with Hulkster <laughs> God I'm dying over here I'm laughing so fucking hard oh my god I got tears Joe no, wrestling, yeah. wrestling. Wrestling boot traveling mad now this is a song I think Jimmy Hart wrote that was never intended to be on this album because it feels like a Yacht Rock album or Yacht Rock song and I think he had to change the lyrics just so and it had something to do with Hulk Hogan. Uh, I, I, so I, well, first of all, the album's only 30 minutes. So technically it really should be an EP. Um, it's not it's even an album, minutes. brother. It's an album, brother. But it's yeah, like, I, it was like Weezer's green album. It's like, even though it's like 29 minutes, it's an album, brother. I think, I think that he probably went to Hogan like, Hey, I want to try. I think he thought maybe cause it was Hulk Hogan that this would get some traction. So I think he like, cause Ho I will say this Hogan's been really like, like fucking, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brutus, the barber beefcake Hogan has been, um, like if you, he's really, really faithful. Um, so I wonder if yeah. like Jimmy Hart just asked like, Hey, could I throw a song on? He was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck, but whatever you want <laughs> on the fucking thing. I'm not be rapping on it, brother. <laughs> I'm going to be rapping on it, brother. But then, you know, you never know with Hogan, because as we've discussed, oh, I changed my mind, brother. 
you imagine him right. changing my mind, brother? We're going to put my put a ramp in the middle. Of this. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work for me, brother. Creative control. Um, <laughs> for me, brother, we're going to put the ramp right in the middle after <laughs> after you're laying on the beach and getting tan. I'm going to come in and get jiggy with it, brother. <laughs> then we get Jimmy Hart singing another song. Uh, cover Jimmy Hart singing the wrestling boot traveling band because yes. I feel like that was him. Yes, yes, that was Jimmy Hart. Because yep. like again, this felt like an actual song that he wrote that you know yeah, he was so, working on, and then like, well, I better put it on here, otherwise it's never going to get released. Yeah, I think so. so. It actually feels like a real song, you know. Yeah, um, I, I do. I believe so. It's like I the re- weird. This is the wrestling boot traveling band is like one of those. It's like amidst of all this bullshit it's like it's not good in fact it's pretty bad but it like it still feels like an actual song right no and and i do yeah jimmy hart wrote i mean jimmy hart wrote all these songs basically um so uh speaking of not well writing but not writing uh we get bad to the bone it's not even a cover of the song bad to the bone no it's it's a bad ripoff of the song bad to the bone also titled bad to the bone which has lyrics from um, Born to be Wild, which is weird. Um, so Come on, like baby, a- we're going for a ride. Put your arms around me and hold on tight. <laughs> Turn up the music because we're going to hear it loud. Girls, I'll know it's a boy's night out. Because we're bad, bad, bad. Okay, so, like, this is like a, so who's putting his arms around his waist, though? If this is a boy's night out. Um, I'm going to guess again, Bruce the Barber Beefcake. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Bubba the love sponge. <laughs> um, yeah, head on on the highway, baby. Let that Harley rip and roar, hammer down the throttle, give that baby some more. Um, turn up the volume because we like to rock and roll. The girls all know that we're out of control. So, what's interesting about this, this song was actually um, recycled um, and lyrics were taken out. Um, to be used for a, another two other wrestlers uh, theme songs, um, which was Brian Pillman and one Chris Jericho. Um, so, yep, they they reused it. Next, Joe, I want to be a Hulkamaniac, have fun with my family and friends. Oh, my God. This was a this is a dude. So it has like this weird like, again, this is 95. This song sounds like a mix of a rap song with She Blinded Me With Science. Yes. It's like it starts like a weird 80s like quirk song. Mm-hmm. And then he starts rapping and like it just made me want to take a shit. <laughs> well, if you want to be a Hulkamaniac, I can sure tell you how to stay on track. You got to train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, too. Those are the things the maniacs do. Maybe that's all the Hulkster got in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Um. That was a bad song, Paul. It was a bad song in a sea of terrible shit. It was a bad. There is no life on this album. There's nothing for. Like the only thing I can grasp onto that like maybe has a little redeeming quality for his work is the wrestling boot traveling band song. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's 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 not good. It's 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 not. I mean, again, it's it's a novelty slash. Um, Who is this for? <laughs> I don't know. What was this album's purpose? <laughs> um, I don't know. 
I don't, Joe. I, I really, I, I wish I knew. Um, I wish I could tell you. I just, I don't know. Because, um, I, I mean, this this is so, it's such a ramshackle of an album. Like, there's no, there's nothing coherent. There's nothing great. There's nothing done. Um, nothing really funny on it, too, to make it like a fun novelty album. It's just bad. No, um, uh, it's, it's, it, it's brain breaking because when you, when you look at an album, even albums like bad albums we've done, right. There's some kind of thread or something. This really has no rhyme reason. There's no track listing, like sequencing, they all feel like they've been recorded at different points in different times. Yeah. Like, like That's in the other thing, like it was just, yeah, it's like, it was just a bunch, um, of, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know who this was for, but we got a beach patrol. I was walking down the beach, looking for some action, had my radio set on a rap rap station, saw a girl in trouble, a stick, a sticky situation. She wanted me to give her mouth to mouth resuscitation. Uh, patrol, Paul, we want to party, party, party. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And he's rapping and there's record scratches. And I just, uh, you know, two live crew. You're not, sir. Um, yeah, then we get Hulk's the Wait, one. wait hold on. They also oh. yell whoop there it is. Oh, this, which is yes, they do. They do yell whoop there and pump it up, pump it up, pump up the bass. Um, let's not forget that. Um, whoop there it is. The one. Yep. Well, hang on. I gotta say this lyrics first. Whoop, there it is. Check it out, check it in. You'll be six feet deep if you touch if you touch my girlfriend. So you're rhyming in with friend. You know this homeboy could lose control. You don't mess with the beach patrol. All right, go on. Now we got Hulk's the one. And it starts off sounding almost just like a bad ripoff of Don't You Forget About Me by Simple Minds. Yes. Yes, it does. Uh, they say your heart is made out of stone. You've got me hanging by a string. My friends all tell me you're bad to the bone. Please be bad to me, Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're the one, you're the man, you're the only one. Hulk's the only one for me. Hulk's the man, he's the man, the only one. Hulk's the only one for me. You got me hooked on that very first look. You had me down on my knees. You turned on the charm. I heard the alarm. I should have called the police. Joe. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's get to the, the ballad that he sings. I'm pretty sure this is Hogan singing. It is Hogan singing. And I will give something here. Okay. And this is all I'm going to say about this. He, if this was not a door, door terribly produced with a Casio fucking keyboard. Based on a lie premise. Based on a lie premise. Um... There is a crooner, like if you gave him some kind of lounge song and really did some things with the voice, no. you could do that. No, don't, um, don't, yeah, no, 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 just, I'm, just, I, I gotta, I gotta stop. correct this. Not, not since <laughs> you recommended <laughs> that fucking 
I can't even remember that that shitty band <laughs> that we listened to a, long, a while back. Don't even worry. radio. Don't worry about Porch Radio. I'm not just cutting you off right now. Nope. <laughs> There's no redeeming that song, Paul. No, There's no, no, no what no, ifs, no. what no, no. hypotheticals I'm that's going to save this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying over here. Oh, my God. Just, I, got, I have to rein you in, man, because <laughs> you're, you're trying to... I don't know. Are you trying not to hurt Hulk Hogan's feet right here? Like, <laughs> I don't want to get cut off. Right? Hulker. <laughs> like, no, uh, it is. He should be ashamed of that song. Oh, my God. Um, I, I'm seeing spots. I'm laughing so hard. Fuck. <laughs> I catch my breath, man. Oh. All right. First of all. I got to correct. Because, you know, I used to wear my shirt, but your opinions now just tore my heart. Paul. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, I'm broken. Uh, my stomach hurts so fucking bad over here, Joe. Yeah, well, uh, maybe, maybe your stomach won't hurt when the Hulk comes to heaven. <laughs> So he can tag. You guys are getting a tag match, Paul. <laughs> this is so. Oh, okay. I gotta correct the story because I, I did. I told the story wrong. It was 1992, not 1996. And the um, um, Hogan was not there. Um, it was Davy Boy Smith and David and Bret Hart that was there. So again, there are people who give credence that it was. But I want to make it clear. I got the years wrong. I want to tell the story right. It was 1992, not 1996. Um, oh, God. What's the matter? He's fucking lying. <laughs> God, Jesus go. Christ. I just got under control, you fucker. <laughs> it's, a, it's a song based on a lie, and you're, you're trying to correct the year the lie happened? Like, the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Oh my god, god damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. All right. God fucker, let me breathe. So uh, I I was gonna say was yes, there's no redeeming the song. However, however there's there no is, however, you just stop. God damn it, don't cut me off. My point is Hogan does have a lounge sound that he could have done like if it was a human. No, he thing. could he yes, could if we're was stopping a, this. No, there was a human. I'm like Elvis Costello on Saturday Night Live. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> Let's jump into radio radio, damn it. <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> All right. Fuck me. Fuck me. Oh, oh All right. Okay, okay. Now we're moving on because I'm not letting you <laughs> circle back to that. We're going to Hulk. No, 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 we're not. We got yeah, Hulk earlier. When he's got the ring, he's ready for a fight, man. <laughs> oh my God, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, stop. Okay. Because if you okay. mess with the Hulkster, he'll rearrange your teeth, brother. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're on Hulk rules now, Paul. We've moved on. Wait, no, 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 stop. No, no, I'm not letting you. There's no... No, Paul. Ow! <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> I just gotta say these lyrics if I move on, I'm done. 
Uh, when I climb back in the ring, I know we'll win this fight. I wish you were here at ringside to cheer me on tonight. The spotlight now goes grows dim, and now it's not on me. The prayers we've said together are still our guarantee. Okay, so Paul, his tribute to this kid <laughs> is so it's still all about him. It's all about him. So this kid's version of heaven, the kid's not wrestling with Hogan. <laughs> this kid's version of heaven, he's watching Hulk Hogan wrestle. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, my God, Joe. Yes, it's the most narcissistic about me song about a dead kid ever. It's a dead horrible. Kid that never existed. A kid, a dead kid that never existed. Oh, I read it on the papers. I saw it on TV. I guess there'll be one empty seat when yeah. I wrestle at Wembley. I used to tear my shirt, but now you've torn my heart. I've known you were a Hulkamaniac right from the very start. See, he should have ended the album with this song because it could have been the mm. day, a day in the life of this Sergeant Pepper of shit. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, this oh, is... brother, I read the news today. Yeah. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> this is his day in the life. The went up to him, yeah. brother. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Oh my god, Joe. Yeah, no, this is. Ooh, this is like if everyone, if anyone ever writes a song about me when I die, don't make it about you, you fuckface. Could you imagine playing this at like if this was real and this was played at the kid's funeral? If I was his parents, I'd be pissed. <laughs> oh. I would I'd be, be laughing so hard if I said that. Joe, Joe, this is okay. Real <laughs> lyrics, guys. The world just lost another Hulkamaniac, a friend to the end. I'll see you again. I wish Hulk's love could bring you back again. You were my friend, and I'll see you again. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's his version of Tears in Heaven, Paul. Oh, <laughs> You know, I guess maybe we, it could have been saved if he had the old acoustic guitar like Eric Clapton. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, you were a Clapton. back in the ring. <laughs> I know we'll win this fight. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Who, Joe? Okay, yes, we're, all, we're on the we're on yeah, the finish you line. You trying to say it's saveable as a lounge? <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's saveable as a lounge song. I'm I'm not saying the song is salvageable. I'm saying Hulk Hogan's voice is salvageable. Paul, okay, he's a bad fine. singer. It dropped. God damn it, it's dropped. Just step in the ring. Let's get ready for the fights. He's calling for his pythons. I'm loaded up tonight. All right, all right, people. We're listening. We're talking about the song Hulk Rules. Paul just jump right into it without announcing it. <laughs> I'm broken, motherfucker. God, guys. <laughs> God damn it, Paul. <laughs> get, get this, this album together, Paul. This. All right, all right, all right. Whoa, yes, we whoa, are on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we are on the Hulk. Whoa, whoa, Hulk's the rules. Oh, whoa, Hulk's the rules. Man, imagine the Misfits covering this. <laughs> oh, my God. If you ever get in trouble with a helping hand, I'll be your friend. Who <laughs> stand up for your freedom? Stand up for your rights. You'll know you'll no. They don't even know what he says. Whatever. There's a fight. <laughs> yeah, hoax the rules. Whoa, 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 hoax the rules. 
Oh God! This God is a damn. bad album, Paul. Joe, this is. He'll rearrange your teeth if you mess with them. Yeah, and he's a baby face at this point. Let's keep that in mind. Um, who, Joe? That was um, <laughs> that was that was Hulkster in Heaven. Now, here's the problem, guys. No, that wasn't Hulkster in Heaven. That, no, was, Hulk that was Hulk rules, brother. That was Hulk rules, brother. That was Hulk. You need rules. to get Hulkster in Heaven out of your brain. <laughs> I do. I do. Well, it's such a good lounge song. Uh, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Fucking that he can be a lounge singer. My ass, Paul. God, get get it together, brother. <laughs> I just don't You're talking wanna... like you just ate a bunch of sushi at a strip club. Oh my god. He <laughs> gave you goof brain. God damn, dude. I tell you what, I've eaten so much sushi, I feel too much feel too fat the fuck right now, Joe. <laughs> okay, Whoa. okay, I gotta dissect that for a minute before we get to this. How much sushi? First of all, I've never eaten enough sushi where I felt fat. I've never felt fat enough, too fat to fuck. It's so pretty lean. Those... Uh, fish is a pretty lean. <laughs> it's, it's I have a... never. I don't eat sushi because I'm not a big seafood person. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of. You know, it's not like a giant steak or a burger. You know, it's pretty much just raw fish and what is like seaweed and rice and shit like that. Yeah, it, it, yes. How do you get fat off that? Yeah, it's it's okay. So I well, do. I guess maybe the strip club seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes. they fry it or something. I don't know. Oh my god! Uh, oh, I'm pretty I'm pretty fat from that seaweed. Okay, <laughs> sushi. <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> I'm <fucking> dead. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I gotta get together, man. Um get together, Paul. Put me in the blast zone. <laughs> Paul, you've been in the blast zone ever since Hulkster and Evan. <laughs> me and Gilbert, buddy. What you I had to step a- in, man. Like, I got <laughs> tagged in to put you in the blast zone. <laughs> What are you going to do with Gilmer and the Hulkster run wild on you, Hulk brother? Hogan, you're sitting there trying to say Hulk Hogan could be a lounge singer. <laughs> I was Shawn Michaels and you were Marty Jannetty in the barbershop. <laughs> right through the glass fucking window. <laughs> you got some sweet chin music, brother. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh guys, okay, I apologize for this episode, guys. We are off the fucking rip. <laughs> Back to this. Okay. So, so sushi. <laughs> All right, sushi. You think we're bacon wrap sushi? Maybe. <laughs> But I don't think I trust bacon from a strip It was Crisco. It was Crisco covered fucking sushi. Oh my god! So my son is a huge sushi dude uh, because I used to work in Minneapolis and like there's just so much food there, and so I took him to get sushi and he like just fell in love with it. I I believe it's impossible to ever get full on sushi. All it is is fish, seaweed, a little bit of rice, and maybe some fucking like carrots and cucumbers or something. Like, I mean, there is like 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 some crazy one and um uh like like there's some really crazy type sushi. But again, if you're in a strip club, you're not getting that. You're you know getting like I wouldn't uh, trust fried fish at a strip club. Like, uh, I don't think I trust any food in a strip club, let alone raw fish. 
Oh my god, yeah. You don't eat raw fish at a fucking strip club, man. Maybe they just... maybe it wasn't at the strip club. Maybe they they stopped at a, a sushi place. <laughs> they stopped at a sushi Which would be even stranger. <laughs> yeah. go, let's go get some golden corral sushi. Those are some fine boobs we're looking at. Let's get some sushi. God damn it, man. Fuck my life. <laughs> like, there's no way the story just <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It's even stranger if they stop for sushi. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe or Joe, maybe they stopped before they went because they didn't want to pay oh, strip you don't want club to food prices. <laughs> you don't want the Mazi sticks getting fucking spilt on your lap. Oh, you don't want to be bloated at the strip club. You don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> oh my god buddy fuck my life <sighs> oh so normally mm, uh we would do an aftermath problem is no one reviewed this album but us we <laughs> went on a quite an adventure brother <laughs> we're the cream of the crop oh yeah Oh my God, oh. Joe, Joe! <laughs> yes, Paul. <laughs> Joe, would you recommend this album? <laughs> would I recommend this album? <laughs> I would recommend it as much as I'd recommend eating sushi at a strip club. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, yeah. I recommend it. As, I recommend it as, but as much I recommend fucking Bubba the Love Sponge's wife on camera. Uh, I mean, she's just, a nice looking lady, but I don't. She, know. She was, I feel pretty weird about having sex with my best friend's wife. I can't say that's on my <laughs> fucking, fucking list of things that I think are uh, imper- imperative in my life fucking schedule. Oh yeah. fuck! Yeah, I don't know, brother. I think <laughs> that would just just be a weird thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Maybe it was the sushi. They just weren't thinking right. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I'd recommend this all. <laughs> I don't know. This could be the sushi talking, but do you want to fuck my wife? <laughs> I don't feel a little fat, brother. <laughs> we did eat a lot of sushi. That's a lot of soy sauce going through the veins. Okay. So one, <laughs> a normal person amount of sushi, how much would that be to make them feel fat? I'd imagine uh, a lot. It would be a lot. Somebody like Hulk Hogan, <laughs> who's like big and muscular, can probably eat a lot of food. Yes. <laughs> yes. Much, too much sushi for him. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh, and like, brother. <laughs> and like, now they always bloated people's fucking weight, but I think at one point they said Hogan weighed in at like 280 some pounds. Okay. I weigh 190. I have never gotten full off of sushi, man. <laughs> How was oh, we didn't say full? We said we said feeling fat. Oh my god! 
How many, how many times I need to go to a sushi bar? Like I need to just fly to Japan and just be a fly on the wall. And I need to record how many times a Japanese person says, "Oh God, I feel so fat after that sushi." <laughs> I need some sake. Mm, Joe, yeah, this album was a disaster. Nobody reviewed it. Nobody even knows about it, except for us. Oh God, because we're got amazing. Your stuff, all right? Because I don't want to get sued by all. <laughs> You don't want to get sued like Pat McAfee was sued by know, Brett Favre. Overall, overall, I Hulk Hogan, I think, was in the right for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't like how they sue news organizations, but you don't get to just put that shit out there without his permission, brother. Oh my Especially God, if he's man. all, but you know, you, you know, it's not flattering. He's all fat from sushi and shit. Oh my God! <laughs> you think he was gassy too? <laughs> Oh, oh God! Could you imagine like sushi farts trying to Hulk Hogan having the sushi farts while you're on camera trying to fuck your best friends? Like this just gets worse. And like oh. fucking sushi breath. Oh my God! Oh man, he's got the sushi farts as he's pumping away. Oh my oh. God! Sorry, sorry. sorry. That's the soy sauce and the wasabi, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with this. Uh oh my god. Uh my stomach hurts so bad. Um lay off the sushi, bro. God damn Joe, I'm trying to catch my breath over here and I'm fucking dying. Um I said to you, this is why I would never fuck fuck Hulk Hogan. Because I felt like um, this would be the conversation. Um, picture him, missionary. Oh, yeah, you like that, brother? Yeah, what you gonna do when Hulkamania falls <laughs> inside of you? <laughs> yeah, you take that Hulkamania. <laughs> you take it. Are you Hulkamaniac? Are you? Are you? Like, it would just be the weirdest thing. We'd be calling, like, your brother during it. And, oh, my God, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Near brother, come here, brother. I'm gonna put you in the pile driver, brother. Hmm, Joe, do you got plugs? No, <laughs> you know, who also doesn't have plugs, Hulk Hogan, because he's a bald son of a bitch. <laughs> well, at least he, at least he just didn't accept it. There's people who just he didn't accept it. He wore a skull. It. He still does. He didn't accept shit. <laughs> he, he never wore a toupee, man. <laughs> he just embraced his weird look, man. All the power oh, to him. God. Uh, Joe, I don't have plugs either. <laughs> what are we doing next week, Joe? <laughs> what are we doing? Oh, God. We're doing some butt rock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it can't get any worse than this. No, Go on. no. I see. I had other choices, but my first choice is <laughs> the album's nowhere to be found anymore, and the physical copy is eighty dollars, and that is Chris Gaines's greatest hits. If you oh don't my know, God! Uh, yes, Garth Brooks's alter ego nowhere to be found. You can't find it, so <clears throat> we'll have to wait on that one until it's a <laughs> okay, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's time. To, we're staying in the 80s, brother. We're going to do some 80s butt rock, right? We're going to be shouting at the devil, Paul, with Motley Crue. Oh, sure. Oh. 
fuck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it. All right. <sighs> dude, I just turned into the dude. I fucking hate the crew. Oh, I fucking <laughs> hate Motley Crew. Yeah, too long, too bad, brother. <laughs> You're gonna be feeling fat from that sushi. Oh my god. Uh, 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 god. Um, which one is it? Shout out the devil. Shout out the devil, Paul. All right, now, Joe, I gotta ask before we before we go before we get out of here. Is Hulk rules the worst album we've done. No, that's still Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> Let it go, dude. Dude, it's not worse than this. Lindsey Buckingham is not worse than Hulk. Dude, leave poor yes, Lindsey alone. He doesn't get a talk on Saturday Night Live. You leave him alone. Um, no, this is this beat Pat Boone. Um, um, this is this this beat Pat Boone. This is there is no redeeming there. I mean, even as a funny album, there is no redeeming this album. Um, uh, there's nothing good on it. Um, there's the production is terrible. I think even if it wasn't a rip. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's I, I, I. This is the worst album we've ever done, hands down. Um, so, well, for me, it is. Um, well, you know, like Motley Crue, so that might be your worst album we've done. I, I well, no, I think I don't you know like what? Motley Crue. So. You know what? This might be a level above Saint Anger. Honestly, this might be a level above Saint Anger. Like if you, I'm something like gross. Yeah, I would say like if you put Saint Anger and this in front of me, I would play this. I will give Hulkster that because it's only a half hour, <laughs> and I don't have those drums. So yeah, listen to Hulkster. <laughs> oh my god! Try to justify it. It's not that bad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh. oh my god. All right. Uh Joe. Do you have anything else to say about this? <laughs> well, <laughs> say your prayers, eat your vitamins, and stay away from the strip club sushi, brother. <laughs> Oh my god. <sighs> Joe, do you want to take us out? No. Did we love you? Did we hate you? Do you even care? Yes, you did. We're the best damn review team out there. How did we rate your album?